0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Dr. Karen Kant Radio Show. The intention of this show is to empower and inspire you to manifest the life of your dreams, whether it's radiant health, prosperity, loving relationships, or simply peace of mind. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Kant, author of the number one bestseller, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And today, I'm very pleased to welcome Dr. Hila Kast. She is the author of Supplement Your Prescription, which is a book that I read over 10 years ago, I think, and it made a huge difference in my life and my practice. I want to tell you a little story about what happened. So here I am in a regular medical practice, and I'm treating this patient who, you know, basically has a whole bunch of things wrong with her. But, you know, one of the things is she has incredibly high cholesterol, like just like crazy high cholesterol in the 300s it was it was nuts so she had been um put on several different statins to try to decrease her cholesterol and every time we put her on the medication um and this is before i did holistic medicine every time we put her on medication she would get a horrible body pain we'd have to take her off so i thought okay this is kind of crazy so I said, well, uh, I just read, you know, some things about, you know, nutrition, and maybe you should take some supplements. And so we put her on fish oil and a few other, you know, supplements. And uh, she came back, saw my colleague. My colleague said, well, your cholesterol is 100 points better, so, well, we'll we'll just leave it at that. And so the next time I saw her, I said, did did my colleague put you on cholesterol medicine? And she said, no. I said, well, why is your cholesterol so low? (laughs) I mean, for her, low. And, uh, uh, you know, she said, well, it's the vitamins you gave me, that fish oil and the vitamins. And I thought, really? You know, I thought that was really cool. And then, you know, reading Dr. Cass's book, uh, I put my dad on coenzyme Q10 because his doctors insisted, since he had heart problems, to lower his cholesterol with the. You know, with the statin drugs, the Lipitor, and uh, he said that he felt. Now, he never got body pain with that medication, but after starting taking the Coenzyme Q10, he said he started getting his energy back that he had no idea that he had lost. And Dr. Kath, I love her book, and I recommend it to my patients, especially if they're on a whole bunch of medications and aren't, you know, their other doctors want them to be on it, they don't want to get off of it. So, Dr. Cass has written several books, and we're going to be talking about this one today. She's actually a nationally acclaimed innovator and expert in the fields of integrative medicine, psychiatry, and addiction recovery. So, without further ado, welcome, Dr. Cass, to the show.
0: Oh, thanks for having me. Good to oh, be here. my
1: pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, Dr. Cass, um, tell us about um, you know how you kind of discovered this that. You know, people were getting nutritional deficiencies from their medications and having problems. How were they presenting to your office?
0: People on, on medications very often have side effects. And what I'd like to do, my preference is always to get people off of medications and really addressing the root cause of the issue. That's, that's really the way to go. For example, if you were talking about cholesterol, I'd say that if someone has high cholesterol, they... Uh, reduce their inca- intake of carbs, of, right. simple carbs, sugar, uh, and that sort of thing. You have to do things that are more natural. Take chromium, uh, gymnema. There are n- quite a few herbs you can take and-, and vitamins and actually some formulas that will help to lower cholesterol and do it naturally. So that's the first line of defense for me. Then if somebody has side effects from a drug that they're already on, I'm going to look and see what, possibly being depleted from that, the use of that drug. And, you know, this is medical detective work, and I think that's what we really are supposed to be doing as physicians. And I think you'd agree. I mean, that, our job is to figure out what's going on. It's not simply to um, go by the book and treat a symptom with a drug. I think that's really mm-hmm. misguided and not in the patient's best interest. And, and you, know, you were saying that about, the cholesterol issue, and that I cannot believe how common it is where people have muscle pain as a result of being on the cholesterol-lowering drugs, which, as I said, um, is very likely not necessary. A lot of my patients can drop the drugs, as yours did, when they began to begin to observe dietary, uh, I shouldn't say dietary changes, I should say a good diet, eating the right foods and taking the right supplements. Uh, and then if they ha- are having muscle pain, uh, I add in coenzyme Q10 because that is one of the big nutrients that's depleted by the statin drugs. And it's interesting, coenzyme Q10 is needed for muscles to work properly. It's a coenzyme, it's called coenzyme Q10, it's a coenzyme that works within the energy-generating Cells within cells. There's like a cell within a cell, a little organ now called a mitochondria. And these are little, marvelous little, um, almost like separate beings that are inside our cells. They're little energy factories that make what's called ATP, which generates energy. That is the energy of our body that's made from the food that we take in. And if we don't have CoQ10 to help feed the mitochondria and make them, convert, help them to convert the food into energy, we end up having a blockage. We end up having low energy and we end up having muscles that are really sore and depleted because they're unable to generate the energy that's needed.
1: Mm-hmm. And what's ironic, Doctor Cass, is that, you know, in the past, before I did holistic medicine, it always it felt weird to me that, um, you know, all these people that I had that I was controlling their blood sugar, I was controlling their, their uh, blood, pr- uh, blood pressure, uh, you know, with the, the right medications, I was controlling their cholesterol with the right medications, all their lab values looked great, quote-unquote, and yet they felt horrible. And one woman in particular, I still remember, this was like over 10 years ago, had congestive heart failure, and I said to her, you're not supposed to. <laughs> You know, you're not supposed to. We controlled everything we're supposed to control. We controlled your diabetes. We controlled the high blood pressure. We controlled your, you know, high lipids. And, of course, her diet wasn't the greatest, um, but she wasn't at that point willing to change her diet. And I said to myself, what's wrong with this picture? And then when I learned about the coenzyme Q10 depletion that statin drugs cause, I thought, wait a second. If coenzyme Q10 is needed for muscles to work well, the heart is a muscle. So no wonder this woman is getting congestive heart failure but of course nobody is going to say that you know publicly you know and we don't talk about this in the conventional you think, you know, you medicine this is that maybe we're causing or, this
0: yeah <laughs> um that you just nailed it and in supplement your prescription i really do talk about that the irony is that we're seeing far more heart failure than we ever saw before mm. And we're seeing this heart failure for the reason that you're saying. You had good powers of observation. You said, oh, I'm doing everything right. She has heart failure. What's wrong with this picture? What's wrong with this picture is she didn't have CoQ10 to run the heart muscle. And the heart muscle is very, very rich in mitochondria. And without CoQ10, those poor mitochondria are not generating energy. Your heart muscle is not able to pump. And you get heart failure and you die. I mean, this? Horrendous. I have to say this is just such a shame. We have brilliant minds as researchers, scientists, physicians, and yet I think something is really being pulled over on the public. And uh, I get on my soapbox. You know, I talk about, <laughs> about eating right. I mean, like, come on, eat right. Um, the use of medication is way, way, way overdone. Yeah, they, they come in handy. They're useful when you need them, um, often just short-term but to keep people on medications forever is so self-defeating, because you're actually causing more trouble than you're than you're curing, as, as in the cases of the coq10 and the statins. And I'm sure you've had other instances in your practice of drug nutrient depletion.
1: Right. Well, let's talk about uh, each of these common ones. Uh, I'd love to to hear, and I think uh, the, the public would also like to hear what you've written in your book about it as well. So one of the other common uh, medications people are on is the uh, medications for gastroesophageal reflux disease or heartburn. Uh, They're called the proton pump inhibitors, uh, uh, omeprazole, you know, those types of medications, Um, and even the older ones, the ranitidine and, and, uh, you know, the other ones that help uh, so-called decrease the acid production in the body. Uh, Is there a problem with that? And what happens when, when we is, do
0: that long-term? Is. The proton pump inhibitors deplete B12, which is needed for for energy. It's part of um, making our blood rich. When we, when we don't have enough B12, we end up having uh, extra large red blood cells just because it's trying to get as much B12 as it can. Uh, we have trouble absorbing our vitamins and minerals when we're taking the Um, any kind of an acid blocker, not just proton pump inhibitors. So here we are uh, blocking hydrochloric acid, and in blocking hydrochloric acid, we don't have the ability to absorb a lot of nutrients, vitamin D, uh, the B vitamins, uh, the minerals that we need. So again, we're being very self-defeating. And, in fact, we need the hydrochloric acid to, this is the irony, heartburn is often associated with H. pylori, which is a bug, the bacteria. And that bacteria is actually killed by HCL. And we can control the, the bad, there's bad bugs that, it's called dysbiosis, when you have an imbalance in your gut, you know, in our gut we have friendly bacteria. We have lovely bacteria that are there to help us. Several pounds of them, in fact, and when we don't have enough hydrochloric acid, um, we don't have we are unable to keep the gut flora in a healthy way because it tends to get overgrown with yeast, which is killed by the HCL and H. pylori in the upper GI system, which is killed by HCL hydrochloric acid. So mm. it's self-defeating to totally neutralize HCL or hydrochloric acid and Rather, look at what you're eating that's causing the heartburn and the reflux. Change your diet. It's food intolerance. And I've had many patients where once they've changed their diet and eliminated what they shouldn't be eating, the reflux goes away. And uh, these people are generally low in hydrochloric acid. And sometimes I'll actually uh, augment their their supplement regimen with some HCL, or what's called betaine HCL, to to help it along. So you know what's what's happening here is I'm I'm talking about you know B12. We're talking about CoQ10, and I, what happens is people get a little confused, like, well, what am I supposed to do? And and at the end, I'm going to really give you some basic guidelines. After we've covered some of the specifics, because many people are not aware, and I'm really glad you're bringing this up, people are just not aware of what kinds of depletions happen. Uh, and one of the drugs that I see a lot of are antidepressants, because my practice mm. is actually a psychiatric practice, uh, although I treat everything else, as you can tell, you know, GI problems, guttors, gastrointestinal problem, problems, heart problems, because it's all connected. But people on antidepressants are very often depleted in the B vitamins. And the B vitamins are essential for making neurotransmitters, which are the chemical messengers of the brain that help us to feel good. Serotonin and dopamine, acetylcholine. So without these essential vitamins, we're not able to make the neurotransmitters properly. So isn't that ironic?
1: I you know that's crazy. It, so it 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 uh, actually promotes depletion of the exact vitamins that we need in order for us to make those. You know I call them the happy. You know the <laughs> happy neurotransmitters, the happy brain chemicals. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, and the other the other common. Uh, I was I was actually going to ask about antidepressants. Um, the other common medications that we often see a lot of people on are antibiotics and high blood pressure medicines. So are there nutrient de- Depletions or, or things that me- get messed up with uh, either of those medications
0: sure uh, with the antibiotics what you're doing is you're killing bugs and uh, a few minutes ago, I mentioned that we have several pounds of helpful bugs, friendly bacteria that live in our intestines and they help they actually help to generate some of the vitamins and they also help they, they, they help make B vitamins they also They help with our digestion, with the immune system. Uh, They help form a barrier against the outside world to protect us from the bad bacteria. So by killing the good and friendly bacteria, we're interfering with our uh, manufacturing of B vitamins. We're interfering with uh, the immune system, and we can get an overgrowth of yeast uh, or candida. Candida is one form of yeast. But we get these yeast in our in our gut, and people then, after being on antibiotics, will experience gas and bloating and poor health because they don't have these good guys there anymore. So it's very important when somebody is taking a course of antibiotics, first of all, it should just be a course of antibiotics. People should not be on antibiotics forever. And then when they're during the course and, and then afterwards, have some... Uh, some probiotics, which are like astophilus bifidus, and there are many, many strains, and there are many good products on the market, uh, probiotics that people take to reinstall or re, um, regrow friendly bacteria that repopulates the gut. So it's very important after antibiotics to, to take care of that.
1: Okay, and uh, that that's very helpful. And that's uh, you know some people will sometimes mistake, mistakenly take the probiotics with the antibiotic. You don't want to do that, especially if it's a antibac uh, if it's a bacterial probiotic. If it's a yeast probiotic, that's fine. Uh, so sometimes I'll switch people to a yeast-based beneficial, you know, uh, flora uh, probiotic while they're on the antibiotic, and then they can switch back to their favorite bacterial
0: ones afterwards. Right, and that might be a little confusing because I had said yeast was bad but there's good yeast-based uh, probiotics called Saccharomyces boulardii, and they're related to yeast, but they're actually good guys. So you've got to know the good guys. You've got to separate the good guys from the bad guys, and uh, it's uh, that's not hard. I mean, we, uh, you're going to buy Saccharomyces boulardii or be given that by your physician, so you know it's it's actually a good thing to do.
1: Yeah, thank um, you for that clarification. clarification.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um it's interesting because having written so many books and blogs and been on radio and TV, uh, I've really learned to simplify what I'm saying and go over it in a very basic way because you, know, you and I do this every day. But, right. Um, it's, it's really important to explain things, and I'm sure you do that in your office too because we're educators. We're, we're needing to explain to people what they need to do to take charge of their own health. We're actually acting as partners with our patients. Mm-hmm. And that's something so I've always believed in. Oh, that, that same it's,
1: here. Uh, it's a partnership.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're the experts. For, you know, for sure we're the experts, we're the resource, but it's really up to the individual to, for example, anybody listening to this program right now is taking charge of their health. They're learning for themselves or reading my supplement, your prescription or reading my eight weeks to vibrant health. They're going to learn how to take charge of their health, how to educate themselves. You can no longer just drag your body to the doctor and expect to be fixed because you'll just be given a pill. And anyone who comes to me has to do a little bit of reading anyway to kind of keep up with me, which is why I write the books. It was, it was really originally to educate my patients, but at this point, people all over reading them and learning from them because you know we you and i can't be everywhere
1: Mm. yeah that's fantastic that's why i wrote my book as well um guide to healing chronic pain a holistic approach um and dr kyle dr cass could you please uh you know just briefly uh, before you give us kind of your overarching principles um just talk about high blood pressure pills and what deficiencies you see and kind of just, not you don't have to give us the whole formula, but what kinds of things you do in the office to help the patients that uh, are on these high blood pressure medicines.
0: Yeah, the, blood, the high blood pressure medicines are also going to be depleting you and um, the diuretics for sure. I mean, the diuretics uh, are using minerals to help um, pull or electrolytes to help Pull the water out, but you're going to be low and end up being low in potassium with some of them so and, and doctors know this, but uh, they sometimes may slip up, and some of the diuretics will also deplete vitamin c b one b six and zinc um, and some of the minerals calcium, magnesium, potassium vitamin c uh, and it gets to be pretty complicated, you know you I'm, I'm, and I'm not saying, by the way, I don't want to kind of overwhelm you with thinking you have to figure out, oh, I'm taking this pill, so I have to take a B6 and a B12, and I'm taking that pill, so I have to take the magnesium, because we do have ways of combining all this. So don't get too nervous at this point. But the point that I want to make is whatever drug you're on, you're depleting something. And it's not... A benign process it's not like oh a doctor gave me a drug that's wonderful I'm saved you're not saved uh, I mean I <laughs> just reminds me I ran into a friend who asked me something about uh, cholesterol and CoQ10 this and that and I said yeah you need to take CoQ10 with it uh, when you're taking uh, a statin and he said well I'm really okay you know my cholesterol's down my blood pressure's down my blood sugar is down. Uh, I said that's great. So um, I guess he had, you have metabolic syndrome, and you're, you're, keeping it, you're keeping it under control. He said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm on an antihypertensive, and I'm on a statin, and I'm on a, a, a blood sugar pill." And I looked at him and I said, "Yeah, what? Well, I don't know if that's controlling it. I don't know what I said. I actually don't know what I said. I was kind of in shock <laughs> because I'm used to people. I'm used, you get it." I'm used to people who say, yeah, I have, I, I have metabolic syndrome, which is pre-diabetes, and I realized that I needed to change my, diet, my lifestyle, and I did, and now I'm off my meds. No, he was saying, oh, no, I don't have metabolic syndrome. I'm ah. okay. I'm on this drug, that drug, that drug. I'm okay. And basically, he was in denial, did not want to make any changes in his lifestyle, and I wasn't his doctor, so I wasn't going to make any suggestions. But I just realized how people think. And it was a bit of a shocker to me. But, oh, hey, that's I can totally
1: understand that. Yeah, that's a great story. Thanks for sharing that. Um, well, Doctor Cass, in the last eight minutes or so, maybe you can share with us kind of like an overarching principles that you share with your patients on on how they can start more taking care of themselves, and so that eventually they can get off some of these common medications. Oh, absolutely.
0: And you, you know, the interesting thing is, it's so simple. Your grandma was right. A good diet, a healthy diet, uh, low in sugars, low in – don't, don't eat the artificial stuff. Shop the periphery of the supermarket. Um, in a way, I'm, I, it's kind of silly. This is so simple. But the people who follow these principles end up being enormously improved, healthy. They lose weight so if, they're, if they're trying to. Most people are trying to lose weight rather than gain weight, so I'll, I'll emphasize that. Uh, their symptoms go away, their high blood pressure normalizes, they, if they have a big belly, it it goes down. Uh, people are often will discover that they're gluten sensitive, and that is for real. Mm-hmm. With gluten, unfortunately, you know, our, our wheat has been bred so that it's very high in gluten, and for many people, even people who are not celiac, you don't have to be celiac, there is an issue with gluten, and uh, there was a gluten summit recently that was really very, very good. Uh, in fact, I'm going to have to put something up on my website about it so that other people people can access it after the fact. And my website is cassmd.com, C-A-S-S-M-D.com. And I, I actually have a free offer for your um, listeners here. Anybody who wants my Reclaim Your Brain handbook, it's just a, a little report, it's a 40-page report, uh, They'll count. Um, I didn't count the pages. Maybe <laughs> 35 pages, but it's a good report. Reclaim your brain on how to help your brain chemistry get balanced naturally, and that's free on my website, castmd.com. So that's one way that people can actually help their brain chemistry. But starting off with diet, because even even changing your diet will enhance your mood and your energy. And lots of times, bad mood or depression really has to do with poor diet eating too much sugar, eating gluten if you're gluten sensitive, and cleaning it up will be, make an enormous difference. And then I say you need, we all need a multivitamin, all of us, including me. You can eat very healthy, but it's never going to be enough, even, um, mm. even if it's organic because of our depleted soils. And then fish oil because we need oils. Just think of lubricating your whole body. You know, you've got to lubricate your joints, lubricate your brain, uh, make your hormones. So we need omega-3s for that. Uh, preferably from fish oil. Uh, if you're vegan, you don't want to eat fish oil, there are other ways to go. But, well, Dr. Uh, Cass, I, I uh, fish oil.
1: since you m- mentioned fish oil, um, uh, two things. One is that um, you know, a patient of mine said, a pharmacist friend of hers said, well, actually, he's he's works for a pharmaceutical company, but not as a salesperson. Anyway, but he said that there's some reports that fish oil can cause inflammation and it's bad for you, which I'd never heard before, although there was some study on prostate cancer recently. And then, you know, maybe krill oil is better. So do you have any comments on those two things? Marketing. <laughs> <laughs> well, supposedly it's a study that says fish oil is bad for you.
0: Uh, yes, Um I'd have to see what the study was. I mean, yeah, it is so. there's a, there are a lot of controversies there. Uh, you have to see whose fish oil, what the source was. You want to make sure that it's metal-free, that it's no mercury, there's no pesticides. Um, so some fish oils, definitely some fish oils are better than others. Krill is good. Uh, the problem with krill is that you need to take quite a few pills to get the right amount that we need. Um, and there's some people who say that the fish oil is actually bad for you. And uh, what I have seen and the majority of studies show that fish oil is, in fact, when, when it's the right one, when you get the, from the right source, from small fish and from the right company that's monitoring pollutants, uh, I see great improvements, uh, head injuries, mm. depression, depression. Um, dementia. So many things get better with the use of fish oil. That to say it causes inflammation, I mean, it, it really is quite anti-inflammatory. And there may be instances where it's not the right thing. Uh, I, I don't think that that's the, you know, the main, you know, for, for most people, I think it's still, still a good recommendation.
1: Right, and, and thank you for that. And, uh, you know, as far as the healthy diet goes, you know, it's the same goes for fish. Some people are told not to eat fish because it's we're coming from polluted water. So do you tell your patients to eat fish or not to eat fish?
0: Well, you have, to, you have to be very careful. I mean, this is a huge issue. The larger fish are definitely full of mercury. I mean, we have ruined the planet. We human beings. The mercury is in the air. Uh, There's a lot of it coming from fossil fuels burned in China, actually. But, you know, there's no boundaries. There's no borders. So the uh, mercury goes into the water. It's absorbed by the algae. The algae is eaten by the fish, and the fish eat the bigger fish. The bigger fish eat the little Mm. fish, and on and on. Okay, so we end up with concentrated mercury in the big fish. Eat smaller fish. The other issue is radiation. We now have radiation in some of our fish. Right. Hey um, there, you? So, uh, you know, you will have to know the source of your fish. Uh, there are some companies that actually sell um, fish that are from waters that are uh, cleaner than others. And that's also, um, I happen to like Vital Choice. I don't know if you... If you Yes, there I have, have Vital
1: it. Choice. I I love Vital Choice fish. I mean, the taste. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I've had you know so so called Alaskan salmon from the grocery store and Vital Choice uh, Alaskan sockeye salmon. It is so different. <laughs> um, and we even yeah. get uh, we don't do a lot of tuna uh, because of the mercury issue, but they have lower mercury tuna at Vital Choice, and we get the ventresca bellies, and they're very yummy. Yes, yes. So
0: they do check their product well. And um, so I I supply that for my patients through my website. And they're happy and I'm happy because I know they're taking care of themselves and I'm not going to have to detox their mercury again. Right, um, right, good point. There's lots to know here. So, you know, bottom line, if you're on a medication, take a multivitamin. That's going to cover most everything. And I'm sure that you actually carry a really good multivitamin in your office. I know I carry one in my office. Mm -hmm. And I actually have one that's two a day that makes it a lot simpler. Uh, and that's pretty good except for people that are pretty depleted, and then I give them, you know, the the four-a-day or six-a-day ones. Uh, And then fish oils I mentioned, CoQ10, I think we all need CoQ10, but more if if you've been on a statin, you want to restore your CoQ10. Probiotics, uh, you don't need to take them all the time, but particularly if you've been on antibiotics. And every once in a while, take a course of probiotics, especially if you have any gastrointestinal symptoms.
1: Right, and I find stress then, uh, yeah. also messes up the gut, too.
0: Oh, for sure. And then, oh, of course, mm-hmm. and then, as it, as it's not only the nutritional aspect, it's also the psychological aspect and the de-stressing and helping people to lower their stress levels. Uh, and we could go on forever, I know. <laughs> I have, <laughs> well, um, those,
1: are, those are great. I, the great suggestions really, you know, also in alignment with what I, uh, you know, uh, teach as well. And uh, I think, you know, you've really simplified it so that people can go, wow, you know, I don't have to be so confused if I just eat, you know, whole food, you know, try to stay away from inflammatory foods like maybe gluten if they're gluten sensitive, try to eat real food, not packaged food. And definitely the sugar is a big deal um, to, to stay away from sugar and the sugar and all sorts of things. So um, be careful of that and that people can, you know, get off their medications if that's what they're uh, able you know, and willing to, to make those changes. Uh, can do. So you've been a great inspiration. Thank you, Dr. Cass.
0: Thank you. And anybody who wants more information, go to CassMD, M D C A S S M G dot com, and you can have a free download of my Reclaim Your Brain, which is a whole, let's talk about that some other time. I'd love to.
1: Oh, yeah, that sounds great. We'll I'm have fancy, to look at that. <laughs>
0: Enhancing Brain Chemistry.
1: Oh, love that. She love that. Awesome. Going. Fantastic. Well, thank you again, and thanks to all of our listeners for listening in, and uh, take care, and uh, thank you, Dr. Kaz. Okay. Have a wonderful day, everybody,
0: and thank you, Karen, for the opportunity.
1: My pleasure. Bye for now.
0: Bye.